Greetings, friends and brethren in the Lord. This is Voice in the Wilderness, and I'm Dawn Noble of Pure Heart Ministries. I'm coming to you from Wheeling, almost heaven, West Virginia. I greet you with the love of the Lord and with exceedingly great joy. I don't want to confuse you, but I recently decided to name my radio program, which I had never done in the last two years or so. Uh, I just went by the ministry name, but I never actually gave my radio program a name. But because I will be airing on four different Christian radio stations across the country, as well as WWVA, I decided to give my program a name, and it will be called Voice in the Wilderness. Now, I'm excited to share the word that the Lord has given me for this program because the Holy Spirit has broken out in West Virginia, and there are fires of revival burning in southern West Virginia right now, and actually the report is that there are uh, fires of revival breaking out all over the country. As I was praying about this program, I heard the Lord specifically say this to me. Seek me while I may be found. You see, we're in a very glorious season. We are witnessing the beginning of the fulfillment of Joel 2, where it says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Joel is prophesying what the Lord is speaking to him, that I, the Lord, will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So let's pray. Father, I come in the name of Jesus, asking you, the mighty one of Israel, the God of breakthrough, to come right now and break through every hard heart, every deaf ear, break every chain that binds and set the captives free. Father, pour out your precious anointing your sweet oil of revival, and draw them near and far to yourself. Those who are blind, may they see. Those who are deaf, may they hear. Those who are lame, may they walk. May the prison doors open, and may you draw each one to the living water to drink of that everlasting water and everlasting life. Father, may they be saved. May they be refreshed, renewed, strengthened, made holy, and experience the newness of life that is only found in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Isaiah 55. We're going to look at verses 1 through 6. I am reading to you out of the New King James Version. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. 
And you, who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you the sure mercies of David Indeed, I have given him, David, as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel. For he has glorified you. Now, this is the key verse. This is what the Lord spoke in my spirit. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. I want you to listen very, very carefully to what I'm about to share in the next many minutes here that we have together. I believe this may be one of the most important messages I share. And as I mentioned earlier, this is a two-part message. I will not be able to share everything in one program. But I want your heart to be open. I want your spiritual ear to be open. In fact, if you were listening or reading the scriptures with me, you saw or you heard what Isaiah, what the Lord prophesied through Isaiah when he said, listen carefully to me. So I'm saying to you tonight, listen carefully to what I'm about to share. The time is now. I shared several months ago that the Lord was awakening his people I shared the prophetic word that he spoke about the bells ringing again. And if you missed that program, I will briefly share with you what that's about. A prophetic word came forth from a prophet in October of 2012 saying, the bells are ringing, the bells are ringing, the bells are ringing. The following June was the 100th birthday, June 20th of 2013, was the 150th birthday of West Virginia. To this day, I don't know who made the request, but all the church bells rang that day at 12 noon. And in particular, a bell rang that was the bell 
that rang on the day that West Virginia became a state on June 20th, 1863. It was in a Presbyterian church that was pastored by a man who was the pastor of Abraham Lincoln when he was a young boy in Illinois. The significance of the bells ringing was because the prophetic word came forth and the bells rang in Wheeling that day at noontime and the Lord began to unfold a whole prophetic download about bells ringing. And I mentioned at that time that the word bell, if you look at its original meaning meaning from way back, the entomology of the word bell means to awaken, to roar like a lion. My friends and I began to pray and we began to prophesy over Wheeling that people's Hearts would begin to be opened, that they would hear the sound of the Lord speaking to them and drawing them to himself. That was 2013. Fast forward to December 2015, and the Lord begins to speak to me again about the bells are ringing, the bells are ringing again. And it started with a movie made I believe it was, if I remember, in the 1940s called The Miracle of the Bells. I knew instantly it was the Lord. I knew instantly he was speaking about the bells ringing again. And I knew that the Lord was suddenly again calling people to himself. He was awakening people to himself. So this is a profound moment in time. And the Lord, the word that the Lord has given about awakening people to himself, a great awakening, that word is coming to pass. Now, I am not the only person that the Lord has spoken that word to about awakening. Many prophets across the land have prophesied about a third great awakening, about the angel of awakening, about the Lord awakening people and their hearts. But now, now we're seeing that word come to pass. Roughly two and a half weeks ago, I don't know the specific date, but roughly two and a half weeks ago in lower West Virginia, in the coal fields, where right now there is great, great poverty because the coal mines have shut down. The Spirit of the Lord has been poured out mightily. 1,300 kids were saved and many healed. And when I say healed, I'm talking not just a a little toothache. I'm talking scoliosis, a severe twisting of the spine, completely healed in an instant. That back became completely straight in an instant. Many, many more reports of miracles of healing in these these children. One whole uh, grade, I think it was um, 
maybe the eighth grade class, a class, the whole, every child was saved. And this is down in Logan County. This is the very southern part of the state of West Virginia. And this, this revival that has broken out, this fire of revival, it's spreading. It has already spread to Wyoming County. Uh, so much so that Charisma News, which is a, uh, Charisma has a, a magazine, a Christian magazine, which I actually subscribe to. And they actually are a, a news outlet. They are on the Internet and you can um, download the Charisma News app. Um, but they uh, have decided to come to West Virginia and they're uh, recording what's going on. So much so that this, this is getting into the secular media. They are also reporting what's happening in um, southern West Virginia. Elkins, West Virginia, which is uh, closer to where I am, about midway in the state, well, f- actually closer uh, to the northern part of the state, uh, there's been an outpouring there. Uh, revival has started to break out. So there are fires starting all over West Virginia. But it's not just West Virginia. There are fires of revival breaking out. Right now, I know of Birmingham, Alabama, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Richmond, Virginia. And they are seeing a great move of the Holy Spirit. So let's go back and let's look at this Isaiah 55. And let's just look at, let's just start with verse 1. Because this is the word of the Lord. This is God's word. It's alive, sharper than a two-edged sword. And when we hear God's word and when we speak God's word, it actually goes on to say in the rest of chapter 55 that, um, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So I believe tonight that this word from Isaiah is going to not return void to you. It's going to please the Lord. It's going to accomplish what the Lord wants to accomplish, and it's going to prosper in the thing for which it was sent And I'm sending it over the airwaves to you. And it says, ho. Now, that's an odd word to find in the Bible, don't you think? We don't typically say ho. But that word in the Hebrew, it means alas. It means woe. It means oh. It means come. It has an exclamation point after it. So it's telling us that it's trying. The Lord is saying, hey, I'm trying to get your attention. Ho, everyone. Everyone's included. Everyone who thirsts. Come to the waters. And especially you who have no money. Come, buy and eat. Let me stop there for a moment. How could you buy to eat something if you have no money? 
Why would the Lord say, you who have no money, come buy and eat? That doesn't even make sense. Logically, it doesn't make sense. It goes on to say, the Lord says, yes, yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. In other words, this water that the Lord is saying, if you come, if you're thirsty, and you come to the waters, the living waters, A, you don't need money. B, it's free. There's no price tag on this water. It doesn't cost $1,000. You don't have to put a down payment here to receive this living water. Nor do you have to come with even the little that you might have. You don't need any money for this living water because there's no price tag on it. Isn't that awesome? Isaiah goes on to prophesy what the Lord is saying. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy. That's kind of, I mean, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Why are we spending money on things that have no true value? Why are we spending money on things that will rot? They will rust. (laughs) They will, you know, they'll break down. Why are we spending money on that which is not bread and wages on things that don't satisfy? You and I both know that material things satisfy for a moment, and that's it. There is nothing that you could purchase with your money or with your credit card in this world or of this world that has any value eternally. Nor does, it have, nor does it have value to your soul and spirit. And it can never satisfy and fulfill the longing in your heart. Because you see, God created you with a longing in your heart. He created you to have this desire for him. He actually created you for himself only. And he actually created you so that your desires would be his desires. And his desires would be your desires. And that you would only have eyes for him. That you would only have eyes for him. But what has happened is, with the fall of man, we became corrupted. And the enemy has corrupted everything. So now we don't have just eyes for the Lord. We have, we have eyes, well, the Bible tells us, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Those are the things of this world that that actually draw us away from the Lord. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. So what, what could you possibly purchase, tell me, that could satisfy the longing, the deep, deep 
desires of your heart? What can actually fulfill you more than the Lord? Nothing. Because he says, why do you spend money for what is not, a, what is not bread and, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Your wages is, is, he's referring to the fact you're working hard for an actual salary. You're getting paid to do something and the and those wages that you're working hard for, you, you're spending on things that, that will never, ever, ever satisfy you, ever. But he goes on to say, he says, this is the Lord speaking to you. Listen carefully to me. That's pretty strong language. And I dare say it is a commandment because it's an action. It's a verb. Listen carefully to me, he says, and eat what is good. So he's telling us that, you know, anything of this world, even, you know, he's even talking about, you know, you can eat real food, you can eat of the things of this world, you can purchase whatever your little heart desires, but it's never going to satisfy you. And he's saying, just eat what is good. In other words, everything that is in me, the Lord is saying, everything that's in me and of me, if you eat of those things, it's a metaphor. If you eat of those things, if you devour the things of God, you devour his word, you devour relationship with him, you devour to hear, you desire to hear his voice. Oh, Then he says, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Because you see, when you eat what is good, when you eat what is of the Lord, then, and only then, will your soul delight itself in abundance. You want to, see, we often think we can heap up riches for ourselves. We think we can heap up all these things of the world. And we think they're of great value. It could be cars, it could be furniture, it could be, you know, houses, clothes, jewelry. But when we delight ourselves in the things, when we eat of the things of the Lord, then we will be in abundance. There won't be, there won't be lack and poverty of soul. He says in verse 3, he says, Incline your ear and come to me. Now, he just said twice in verse 1, come to the waters, everybody who thirsts. Then he says, come by and eat. Now, you might say, oh, he's, he just told us that we have to, to buy this. Well, actually, not really. He's, he's telling us to, to purchase spiritually. He's, it's a metaphor. He's telling us to purchase spiritually those things that are spiritual, not physical things that we can, you know, temporal things that we can see with our natural eye. Then he says again in verse 3, he says, incline your ear. In other words, it's time to listen up. Is maybe a 2016 way to say it. Listen up. Incline your ear. 
and come to me. There is a, um, the Lord is saying over and over, come to me, come to me, come to me, come drink. See, when I heard in my spirit, seek the Lord while he may be found. It, it, it's saying I, he's calling me. He's calling you. Come to me here and your soul shall live. See, if you have a deaf ear to the things of God, you'll not, you'll not live in abundance. You, and, you're, and if you don't know the Lord, you may not, your soul may not live. You may not have eternal life with him. But he's, he's emphasizing. He's, it's a commandment again. It's another commandment. Incline your ear. Come to me. Hear. And your soul shall live. And he says, I and I, you do those things. You incline your ear. You come to me. You hear. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. And here's the covenant. You're going to like this. The sure mercies of David. Ooh. The sure mercies of David. If there was anyone who needed the mercy of God at a moment in his life when he so displeased the Lord and so sinned against God, it was David, King David. He was a man after God's heart. He had taken down Goliath. He had fought for the Lord. He had listened and obeyed the word of the Lord. But one day, up on the rooftop, he spotted Bathsheba. And she was married to a man called Uriah. But David had him killed. Had him killed in the, in the war there, in the, in the battle. And then he took Bathsheba for himself. But the, but the Lord, but he repented. And he cried out to the Lord and he repented. And God had mercy. This is a moment in time where if you don't know the Lord, you must call on his name. You must cry out for the mercy of God. If you're backslidden, I'm, I'm pleading with you tonight by the Spirit of the Lord to come back to the Lord. He is calling you. The time is now. Are you thirsty? Come and come to the waters, the living waters. Come to the waters without money, without price. Come. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. This, be, this may be your last opportunity. This may, this may be the last chance you have to call on the Lord, to be Lord and Savior of your life. And I am so serious. I 
say with every amount of breath in me to call on the Lord. If you're backslidden, call back to the Lord. Call on him. Draw to him. Seek him while he can be found. Repent. Repent and return to the Lord. If you've never known him, I'm asking you to seek the Lord. Cry out to him. He is a God of mercy. Repent before him. And he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Confess his name. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says, you shall be saved. God is opening the doors of mercy. And he, we are in a season of mercy. The sure mercies of David. Call on the Lord. Seek after him. Pant after him like the deer that pants after the water brook. This is Don Noble. I conclude this evening, this time together, by saying, Shalom, peace to you. Call on the Lord while he may be found.